What's up? You listen to Dead Air Hardcore Radio. You! Boom. What's up? I'm super excited to have Inclination on the line right now. Let's go ahead and uh, do the names and the band and what you, well, I guess we already said the band, so names and what you do in this band. Uh, this is Peter. I play guitar. Uh, my name's Caleb. I play bass. My name's Tyler. I do vocals. So y'all are uh, are wrapping up a extremely long, tiring weekend. Well, I cannot thank you enough for. Uh, I can see. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> y'all, y'all are y'all are troopers for uh, for doing this because y'all just wrapped up LDB. Where this not only are you like playing is a lot of y'all are involved in multiple bands and also being like in ev- involved in like heavily in every facet of. Uh, how this weekend operates. So um, how about give us each of you, give us a wrap up. How do you, how are, you, how are y'all feeling? What, do, what are you, uh, 
what were your favorite parts of the weekend? Who wants to go first? <laughs> you should. Uh, Ty- yeah, Tyler. Tyler, you lead this one off. I mean, I have so many favorite parts of the weekend, man. I was I was acting like a fucking asshole all weekend. Um, uh, I, I think uh, I at least successfully um, made it to our set uh, on two feet with nothing uh, broken or too fucked up, except for the gash on my head that I got during Pain of Truth. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was good. Um, uh, this is the first time I've gotten to see Mind Force since um, ever and had a functioning body. So it was really fun to get to see them and actually participate. Um, probably participated too much this weekend. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was one, of the, one of the best ones, I think. Um, but yeah, played three times in the weekend. So that was, that was cool. Um, yeah, it was really good. Peter's new band, uh, played a really good set and, uh, I was very, very bad during it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> what did, wait, what does that mean? Bad. He was on his best worst behavior. If that makes yeah. sense. If, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't see any of it. So I can, <laughs> you can use me as a resource as I didn't see him do anything that was bad. Um, yeah, but I was doing so many bad things. I missed your base throw. I don't know what you're talking about. It never happened. <laughs> yeah, never Peter, did a, Peter did a base throw and I missed it. I'm sorry. I, I don't think it's happening again. So <laughs> there will be, there'll be video. There'll be video. There, there's likely video somewhere. Um, I had an amazing time. I'll be honest. Two biggest things for me. Um, I have to see a lot of friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. And, um, you know, the COVID world has, has certainly taken a lot of pieces away from us. And I think it's easy to feel very connected to everyone. Thanks to social media and things like that, as much as it can be something that detracts you from people and makes you feel isolated. Um, it's also made me feel like a lot of people I haven't seen in years. Um, I'm still very close with, so to get to actually see them in person, um, did kind of point out that, no, there is certainly something better than just, you know, having texts and, and those sorts of interactions. I saw a ton of people and was super, super excited about that. Um, and I finally broke like a, a three and a half year running joke curse of missing out on seeing the Cendiary, um, <laughs> after missing them at a multiple fest, they canceled in September, they had flight things and like, it's just not been meant to happen. So I, I sent Caleb a text like as soon as they started, just with the biggest like dumb grin on my face. And he came up to me a couple minutes later, just like shaking me, like it's happening. Uh, <laughs> and then of course they were just like the most flawless band I think I've seen live and probably ever. Um, so that was just amazing. Yeah, I I just really have to echo Peter's sentiment that uh, you know this you know really the last that you know this LDB fest is only the third or fourth show that inclination has played since the last LDB fest. So, you know, we, we played that in 2020 and then everything just kind of for 2019, 2020, which one was it? 2020. It was 2020. Okay. So we, we played 2020 and then everything just kind of stopped. We didn't, we didn't get to see friends. Um, so, you know, it's, it's always good to have that camaraderie and, and literally, lose your voice from talking to your friends so much over a weekend. Cause that doesn't, you know, I literally just from talking, my, my voice was, my voice was gone after day one. So, uh, and also it's, um, the amount of work that like, that like Alex and Ryan and Colin and Julia, 
put in to make that fest what it was and, and to watch it continually grow um, every single year is definitely my favorite part. And also too, I think, I think this will probably uh, go along with, with the other two guys too, is um, I love when people come to Kentucky and it's not what they expect. It's beautiful and the food is delicious and there's culture and everybody's super nice. Um, that's my favorite part. I, I love, I love getting to bring friends that don't know the area and don't know what it's about here to see it. The weather kind of sucked. Um, it's, it snowed Friday night. So, uh, it was like 60 degrees when we got there Friday morning. And by the time everybody walked out of the doors at, you know, 10 30, 11, there was snow and ice and it's pretty nasty, but, uh, it didn't keep anybody from getting there in time. And, you know, it's just a really good time. It's my favorite weekend of the year, every single year. So yeah, that's all. That's all I got to say. What did they Oh, yo, Caleb, on the on the subject of losing your voice, dude, my tongue literally hurt after the weekend from how from talking so much. You probably just bit it a bunch of times. You don't even know. I definitely bit it one time, but (laughs) but no, like my tongue hurt from like the act of like the like when your your tongue hits the roof of your mouth. It was literally like tired from talking so much. Like my speech was slurring by the end of the week. Do you talk with your tongue on your top of your mouth? That's weird. Try to do that right. Well, like when, your, you, when you when you when you when you say your, certain no, no, words, no, no. put put your tongue on the top of your mouth and try to say a sentence right now. When you say the word, oh, oh. you won't do it. Just do it. <laughs> no, oh, fuck you. But yeah, well, no, it was it was sick. And dude, on the on the subject of food, I brought donuts for the whole fest two mornings in a row, and you uh, did do that. And, so and it was really, yeah. I, I I made sure there's a donut spot out by my. Uh, my parents' house that I grew up in and it's too far away for anybody from the fest to go to. So I spent like 70 bucks on donuts for both days just to, just to make sure all the bands and some of the kids got to have uh, something that they wouldn't have gotten to have otherwise. What, what do, do people actually think the food is going to be bad? So people, so the general, the general consensus of, of people, that haven't been to Kentucky or don't live in Kentucky is just that Kentucky is a bunch of like hillbillies and everybody drives big lifted trucks and is related to their, to their significant others. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's, it's the way, you know, that's really the way it goes. It's, it's fried. They think it's fried chicken and uh, mullets pretty much. And I'm not, I'm not from Kentucky. I'm, I'm a transplant, but I, you know, I love it. That rocks fried chicken and mullets. That's well, yeah. I mean, that, is, that, are you that kidding me? Here. I wish there, I, I want to see, I want to see the hate five, six video with full of fried chicken and bullets. We, we single-handedly like as a fest supported one of the like local chain fried uh, chicken finger restaurants for sure. The number of canes (laughs) cups you saw at the fest was insane. There wasn't one even anywhere close, but uh, I will say the mullet count was down. Although every mullet I remember being at the fest recently came from Texas Yes. Oh, oh there, there was sense. yeah there there was there was a good crew of guys in cowboy hats repping God, the, the Texas, Texas the cowboy area. the cowboy getup this year was fantastic. I and watching, <laughs> should I should I bring Mitch up here, Caleb? You witnessed that. Oh yeah. no, no, oh, bro, okay. that's don't. that's so embarrassing. So, it's okay. We don't we don't need to drag Mitch on on the on the radio <laughs> show. You know what I mean? Our friend Mitch is is just a a well intentioned funny man. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't i wouldn't call him funny well oh no 
my you guys keep going and it almost you're you keep teasing it's, it, it's <laughs> not gonna live up to anything at this point anyways <laughs> okay so so fucking anticlimactic but going back to like uh ldb 2020 honestly and i think this is just in my mind and maybe any other other people in the internet but like that that those you know sets coming out in you know late february early march seeing those that's almost some of the last live like footage of hardcore that people saw and i honestly think that it had a huge cultural significance being like the last shit that people saw of a like major hardcore festival and all these like bands like drain and whatnot and like bands that were already becoming bigger um that just blew up in our time of isolation so i think i honestly think it uh it did it did a lot because like that was the like that was the one the last thing of uh of live shit before uh before we just started seeing like isolation sessions and people playing in you know their uh you know at empty venues or you know in their in their band space and whatnot yeah imagine how much cooler it would be if there were more than uh five of the sets that got released i, w- I wasn't gonna say that but <laughs> oh shit I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll say it i'll say it that's fine what's gonna happen the video's not gonna get released yeah exactly <laughs> yeah oh, we're, oh, we're, oh, a little, we're a little oh. salty a good a good handful of the videos haven't come out we've Everyone I know that has any involvement with that sort of stuff has done has reached out to try to get them to offer to help, to offer to do them entirely. Um, and you know, for whatever reason, it it's just not going to happen. Um, that's just kind of where we're at on it. It sucks. Um, but like y- you brought it up, there's some of the videos that came out from that were just fantastic. Um, really happy that we we at least have that that you know small chunk of of that pretty awesome fest because it was an incredible one yeah that mindset video is really good that set was amazing I, wait mindset no not mindset I'm, uh fucking magnitude holy fuck i was like no i was very confused yeah, I, was, no. <laughs> I was like put me back in fucking time because sorry like, my brain I s- saw one of the last mindset we're struggling we're struggling you gotta give us the benefit yeah no it's okay i apologize i'm not trying to i'm not trying to i'm not trying to hand you l's in the form of questions that are bringing up bad memories i hope i hope no 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 amazing memory no no bad memories at all i just my memory kind of sucks so i would have liked to like you know see the set so i can remember what happened because uh yeah it's, but you know, it is what it is. Sonny shot the fest this year. Sonny's the man. Hate five six. Uh, I'm gonna pump hate five six. If you're not a hate five six Patreon subscriber, you should be. Uh, that 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 guy does more to document live music and and uh, capture it for for all eternity, so everybody can enjoy it than anyone I've ever I've ever seen. So uh, tons, ton, yeah, tons of lot of great uh, live videos. I mean, actually. Like how many? How many for you guys on there? At, at least four. At least four or five. Um, yeah, yeah there's like yeah something something like that. I know um, one of the one of the very first like out of town shows we played was was in the Philly area, and Sonny shot the show, and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a couple. You know, Son, Sonny's the man. I, I was so stoked that they were able to get him to to say yes to coming out and shooting LDB Fest, and 
apparently he had a great time in Kentucky too. So what more can you ask for? Yeah, yeah no, for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I was watching the one, I think it was uh, the one from September. I think that released in September, I think it's September. And I forget which fe- fest it was. It was some sometime last, uh, last fall. And I don't, I don't know if I Tyler any more than hearing about go about literally getting off like fucking 20 hour shifts and going on to do music and do other shit and also just being like able to to hold that shit together and uh just all over be stoked on hardcore and straight edge and all that it's just fucking like every like you gotta you keep it so you keep it so brief you sit you do you you have the do few say few words do trick method and <laughs> every time because I think I've gotten to a point in hardcore where if it's gotta be like it's gotta hit with the speeches if I want to like if I'm gonna you know especially at a long fucking festival or a long a long evening but uh, it you're you're really good you're really good with the. Uh, with the opening lines you're really good with just saying like be it not being too wordy just saying like straight edge fucking rules i'm i'm tired i worked a lot and i'm just like a fucking men <laughs> yeah that was the chicago show yeah i know i used to talk way too much uh, in my older bands peter and caleb can both attest to that shit and uh anymore we try to like keep it to like minimal breaks so i can't go on for too long <laughs> I feel I feel it. I've I've uh I've seen I've have I've had issues with uh, just my own self being like cut of of uh you know you know the the local band of oh what do you what do you say and then you and then the guitar goes boom shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh but no it's awesome. So let's talk let's talk about the new music a little bit cuz you guys came out with two uh new songs um a glimpse through the lens um who wants to t- uh tell people a little bit about uh the two new uh songs that you guys put out this year uh, i think we'll i think we'll let tyler lead that one off okay um so yeah these are uh these are just two songs off of our uh our full-length record that's going to come out on pure noise uh later this fall um the first song thoughts and prayers it's pretty i mean it's pretty hard to uh, to misconstrue either of the songs lyrically what they're about, um, but uh, but yeah, in like if some of the press release stuff, I kind of talked about like what like what the song was. I, I wrote it around the time we had a really shitty governor um, a couple years ago, and when stuff was getting really really bad, um, there's like there's a road in in Louisville that was like referred to as like the Opana pipeline for a while. And it was when, when Opanas were like, you know, dirt cheap before they, they did some new thing or like changed, like, I think I want to say like something happened with like a patent or something. And they shot up and they shot up in price, like, like 400% or something like that, like overnight. And all the people in Louisville who were like using opiates pretty heavily just switched to heroin because it was dirt cheap in comparison. And from there, there was just so many people ODing. So I was right when the fentanyl stuff started getting like cut in 
and just like an exorbitant amount of people in Louisville in particular were just dying on like a weekly basis. And our fuckhead of a governor at the time, like was on the news and was just offering thoughts and prayers fully within his realm of doing something to either to help with it. Like the fact that drug rehab is a for-profit like endeavor is a complete, a complete fucking sham. And that so much, so much of what happens in this country, as far as like health goes, is just completely full of shit. And uh, I was really mad about it. So I wrote that song. Like <laughs> I wrote that song, like maybe two, I wrote that song right around when the last record came out. And I just kind of sat on those lyrics for that long. Um, just looking at them from time to time and trying to make sure they were as concise as I could get them. Um, but yeah, that's what thoughts and prayers is about. And um, a decision I like going into this record and like wanting to like kind of expand a little bit away from, from straight edge, but like at the same time, like if I, like we were going to have a song like very specifically about straight edge, I had the idea of like, writing a song about like what it's like being at that vulnerable age when you make the decision to be straight edge, whether you're young or old and just, um, cause straight edge is like, um, I always make this joke that like, I think it like kids get like tripped up when they, when they stop being straight edge, it's very easy for them to like fall out of hardcore in general because straight edge is it's not like being vegan or, or certain other choices you can make in your life straight edge is kind of like a, nobody ever says like, I'm claiming straight edge for the next five years. It's always like a, I'm claiming straight edge and I'm going to be like this forever. And it's just not like that for everybody. And, um, but for some people it is. And I think so far for me, it, it will be. And for most of the people, for everybody in inclination at the moment, I think it is too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I had that idea of like, of like writing a song about what it's, what it is to make that kind of a commitment, especially if you make it at like a younger vulnerable age. And I wanted to incorporate that with a couple of my younger friends who like, cause Russ from magnitude and Ryan from one step closer is even a little younger than Russ and just kind of get a different, somewhat other people's different like experience with making that decision and the, the factors that played into them making that actual choice to, you know, to label themselves something that at a lot of times can be, you know, a sort of a toxic attitude to have, but there are two people who I think have a very, very like positive um, representation and understanding of what straight edge is and what it um, and what it can be. And it was, uh, it was really important to me to include them on it. And, um, and yeah, so that's kind of how a decision came together, but I'm really excited for people to hear the rest of the songs at some point when those come out. Absolutely. As a hardcore straight edge adult, uh, you create real relatable content. Uh, so I appreciate, uh, all you do for, uh, all your band does for hardcore. I don't. So as far as like, go like, I love I love being straight edge. I love straight edge music, but there's sometimes I don't like completely like are like that's not everything about me. That's not who I'm. Not just a straight edge person, but absolutely, man. It's 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 a big thing. I think you you know you 
you started kind of pointing out how it's not going to be any and the only thing in your life. And um, I think the three of us have probably all moved on to a point where I'm not um, necessarily introducing myself. Hi, I'm Peter and I'm straight edge, um, <laughs> which is painful to do. But, you know, that was when, when I was 16 and I started claiming, I can imagine I punished everyone I could about it. Um, and had his stickers on everything I owned and made sure everyone in my high school knew that that's what I was doing now. Um, and I, I don't do that anymore. That would be really, really awkward and weird. Um, there are times when I can, when I can talk about it and have it come out and I, I don't necessarily even use that language with a lot of people unless they show some sort of interest. But, um, I think where it's gotten me at this point, um, I've been straight edge for, it'll be, it'll be 23 years this, this summer. Um, it's just who I am. I have no interest at all in being a part of that um, that, that lifestyle or that culture that can come along with it for a lot of people. Um, it's, it's just kind of who I am. Um, I think, you know, using, using some of that to, to quote, <laughs> to quote, uh, earth crisis here, they, you know, talked about using the purity of mind they've obtained to try to do something positive in life. Um, and, and while there's certainly a lot of critiques that can be done to some of the messaging from a lot of straight edge bands over the last 30 years, um, I think I, I'll, I will take away from it that I've tried to do something positive directly with that mentality, um, be it educationally, be it um, spreading the idea that there is another option out there that you don't have to be one thing. Um, and regardless of what you choose to be, understand that you don't have to be in some sort of set systemic, you know, approach for you. Um, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I guess to sum it up, I was, I was rambling a little bit, but um because I was I was reminded of bad memories prior to the to that uh, show, but um, yeah, I don't I don't get really caught up and I don't really talk about Straight Edge, uh, but too much. But when I it, but there are it, I can't say there's not cool Straight Edge moments like, and that that was like one like just seeing magnitude in general and being feeling like hardcore and Straight Edge in general is is alive because i've with uh you guys uh tyler slipped the tongue and said i think mindset and matt and instead of magnitude but fucking mindset though like for me at least i like i get that i have that same like i i've fed off that same like energy like at a live show and they uh both times i felt like there was there was a connection there even even if it's not uh sonically anything uh similar yeah no i mean it's it's really nice like for me straight edges was just when i was a kid it was finding that made me feel like i wasn't a freak for not doing drugs and not having any interest in 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 being fucked up all the time like i really wanted to like live my life and it seemed like most of my friends who were getting fucked up all the time didn't remember much of what was going on and um I just never really, I never really wanted to do that. I don't think we're here for very long and I want to remember everything that I can that happens in my life. Uh, so that was kind of, um, I don't know, for me, straight edge was something that made me feel like I was, I wasn't the freak. Like everybody else like kind of treated me like I was the weird one. And then when finding straight edge and finding that there was a community of, you know, people who were also completely anti, you know, the, um, the, you know, counterculture to what, you know, is going on in the normal world. Um, it was just, you know, everything just lined up and I was like, okay, well, this is somewhere I belong. No. And I, and I get it. Some people have been, there's also like, uh, the thing with like 
people being not only burned by hardcore but burned by straight edge so people pe- people obviously have like i've been i've if even if i've mentioned the word straight edge pe- some there's some people who get a bad like uh image in their mind unfortunately but um and that's why i and that's why i don't like try like straight edge is just something that it was it was uh personally just a part of me because i saw where uh in my family where it where addiction was going and where it was where i was having issues because i was in a religious background and i saw myself like going down a path i don't i don't want so uh, i didn't want so it's it is always like i was like what if i as corny as it is what if i have something to always be there to remind me of that this is what i want in life and this is this is what i'm attaching to it because you talk about uh and when i started this show uh with one of my earlier hosts we always talked about your own personal straight edge like your this is this is he was like my uh the original host was like this is my straight edge and i was like well this is my straight edge and it, and I think and I think that's important and and you know I think it I think it probably goes for the other two guys too that as as we've all gotten older and are now kind of as you so eloquently put it straight edge adults um, that that does come with um, with comp- with compassion for people who do struggle with addiction and realizing that um, it doesn't make it, you know the choice that we've made doesn't make us better than anybody else. Uh, but on the flip side of that coin, there's, there's been a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, grumbling on the internet about how, well, straight edge bands and people in straight edge bands, uh, are, are preaching, you know, division and their, you know, superiority complex. But I mean, I, what, and what, what, what I don't understand about that is 99% of music that's shoved down your throat by the radio is glorifying drug use. So I, so it, it confuses me when you hear people mad about what the song written by a straight edge band is saying, like, what, it, what did you expect? Like, I, you know, so I don't know. I think it, I think it's, it, it's, it's a personal choice and it's a choice you make, but eventually it becomes just kind of who you are and it's, it's who I am. It's, it's who I always will be. So let's, uh, We've kind of talked a lot about the lyrics. Let's move. Let's kind of move on to the uh, music a little bit because, uh, for me, the thing that's really stood stood out to me is uh, just in general. You guys have obviously a very cohesive sound, and like, but the the song that always like pops out to me that ties it's it's one of my favorite songs, but it it's uh, the fact that it's a standout song with you know. The leads the more melodic style with the uh, when fear turns to confidence i just wanted to i just wanted to talk through like um just the making of that song uh stylistically what uh were you guys set to make something that was a little bit uh different from the rest of your material because definitely with the leads the more uh melodic leanings in the song it's it's definitely pretty much different from uh, all the current material i don't know what obviously there's more to come with this uh full length but um it's definitely a it's it's it it goes well with everything else but it's just just you know just a tad different 
<laughs> I wish we had Isaac. I wish we had Isaac here to talk about that. Um, I, I, Isaac is the is the instrumental driving force behind what the band does. Um, I have a lot of friends who are good at music. Isaac is the best, and it's not even really close. Um, I, I've never seen anybody be able to take an idea in their head and transfer it to an instrument as as quickly and efficiently as Isaac does. And not only can he think about it and then play it, he can also record it and mix it and master it. And um, it's it's super impressive. And you know that's that that EP was markedly more kind of leaning towards the melodic side of things in the demo. And, um, I think it's, I think it's probably kind of obvious from the two songs we have released so far, but the, the LP kind of takes what we feel was kind of the best elements of those and puts it together, um, and in a really cohesive manner that, uh, I think we're all really, really happy with it's, it's, it's the best musical release that I've ever been a part of. Um, and it's, you know, we're, we're really excited for it to finally be out there eventually. Eventually. So does Isaac kind of like, is he kind of like the coach? Like, here you go. You do that. Does he like, does he throw, do you guys, you know, Adlib or is it, or is he more like you do this, you do this. So Isaac and I like writing songs together. Um, the problem is Isaac, when Isaac is home from, from doing stuff with other bands, um, he can't sit still like, and he is as, as Caleb brought up just a musical prodigy. So he writes things. So during the whole COVID time, he and I got together a couple times to write and, you know, he'd show me the album he wrote for a genre of music that we have nothing to do with because he <laughs> needs something to do. Um, and it's, you know, like 16 tracks that sound like the 1975s. It's like, I, I just did this cause I was bored. And it's 18 tracks per and all this. It's just this insane <laughs> composition. Um, so when it came time to write our stuff, um, you know, Caleb, Caleb nailed it. Um, the idea that you would sit down, he's like, all right, man, what do you got? And I'd show him a riff or two and he'd be like, cool. I love that. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I'd play it for him. He'd pick his guitar up and play it perfectly after just watching me do it one or two times. Um, and he'd be sitting at his computer like I am and go, all right, cool. Hold on. And start tapping on his computer, um, programming drums in real time. Um, looping, I'm doing whatever. And, I, and he would just sit there and you couldn't talk to him for about five minutes, however long it takes him. Um, and he goes, all right, cool. Presses play, records the guitar part over it in time without having really heard it before. And then that part is done and recorded. So after an hour or two or three, we've gone through the whole song and it's just done. Um, and you have it. And yeah, we're going to redo it. We're going to work on it and, and come up with ideas. But um, to be able to have that and then send it to send it to the rest of the guys and be like, hey, what do you think? What would you change? What would you edit? Oh, hey, I got this idea. Um, it's so easy. Um, and having somebody that's so talented makes that even easier. As far as, you know, I, I really like writing music. Um, I enjoy the process. The, the trouble with Isaac is when I show up over there, he goes, hey, I, I've got like three songs done already. Just if you wanted to hear them, we can see if we like them. And they're insane. They're singles. <laughs> uh, that's what happened on the on when fear, and that's what happened on this one. So like, and he has every intention of writing the record with me. But by the time I get there, you know, two thirds of it's done, and it's awesome. And there's no way I, any of us are ever going to look at it and be like, oh yeah, this is this is really good. But we'd really like it to be, you know, our thing. So it's it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Um, and he is so open um, to hey, I, I really like that part. Can I play that? Um, on a decision, like there was a riff that I'd been sitting on from 
um, before uh, the band he and I did before this uh, that we could just never quite get worked in. We ended up getting it back in on this one. Um, and I just mentioned, I was like, hey, I wrote that. I'd really like, I, I know you're probably going to play it here, but I'd really like to play this live. It's like, yeah, of course, it's not a big deal. Um, it's all just little things like that. And he's super, super, super easy to work with in that regard. No, that's, it's like when I, I, when I first heard like uh, when Fear Turns the Confidence, when I heard that, that fucking lead, I was just like, I, I was like, oh shit, because I haven't like, I was like, I loved everything like you guys have done so far. And then I was like, it, there was just, so, there was just something. So just like, it was, it, it was perfect. It was different. It was a little bit uh, more obviously catchy and melodic than what, uh, what I was, you know, heard on the first release, but I was like, there's, there's really fucking something here. And I was like, I love, I absolutely love it. And I'm not trying to go too much into, uh, Isaac questions. Um, but I want to, I want to get, obviously, uh, I guess your opinion, your input, the, uh, the, uh, your, your inclination versus, uh, X weapon X inclination, the, um, just specifically <laughs> the mosh call. This how did, uh, how did, how does that, how did that, uh, come into play? I'm, I'm sure obviously y'all got sent that and <laughs> at some point oh yeah so, yeah brian tried to write a diss track and he couldn't so he just <laughs> he ended up with that well oh, he, that he, was... he, he ended he ended up with a diss track but it's just not about us but he still called yeah. it inclination yeah but he tried <laughs> to make he tried to make it an inclination diss track and then he couldn't figure out a way to do it it just, it just literally the, it's, it's almost like, it's just sounds like two different songs with the same exact mosh call. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I was like, I was like, nice. How I didn't, uh, I haven't seen any videos. Was that set sick or <laughs> no? Yes. No. The, the, the weapon, the weapon X. It was great. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> for for our friend Dave that sings for that band who has never played a show before, um, never never done anything in that regard musically, for that to be his first set, um, it's just awesome. I'm so I was so happy for him. Um, <laughs> that was that was the first taste. I think Louisville as a whole just went, all right, cool, here we go. Um, I had Dude, not I've... planned on moshing at all, and then I had to, and I did it in a backpack, so. I did my, I did that air. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Shout out to the kid that found my keys for me. Cause I hadn't put them away and lost them. So props <laughs> to that kid. Um, That's fucking perfect. Yeah. I just, I got caught up and what was I going to do? Not mosh. Everyone else was Tyler was being naughty. So he didn't even notice, but it's all good. Dude, I was <laughs> dying during that set. I felt like I was going to fucking die. I was somebody so kicked me. Somebody kicked time. me directly in my shin twice. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know whose foot was that low to the ground or why, but I hate them. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. I, I wish I had caught a casualty because it would have the, stopped me, but it didn't. <laughs> was that the that was the first band of the weekend or it was the opener? It was Damn. See, that's it was very silly. That's that's fucking awesome. That's like literally with all the other bands and having that be the opener like that seems like uh 
like a no lose situation. I mean, maybe for yeah, you know, people <laughs> people getting hit in the pit, but when when the vin- when the video is eventually out, you'll see us all uh, participating. That's for sure. Excited yeah, for the I backpack was... mosh. <laughs> I hope the well, backpack mosh might, is going to be in the video. Yeah, we we'll just see his keys come flying out at some point. Absolutely, that's the exciting part. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick. But uh, to bring it uh, back around uh, to Tyler, just going to talking about um, hardcore hardcore adults. I don't know. So as far as we have, you know, we have ebb and flows in our in respective scenes and when like I've been going to shows for 15 plus years, uh, different, different kids coming in and out of the rooms. And then you're just like, and, and then there's also people that are still my friends who don't go. It, it, I, I, I tend to get some people who are, who are, uh, who are in and out or just like, look at me. Like, why do you still go to shows? Why do you, why do you do this? Why are you still excited? I was like, I'm some, or, what so i guess that's my that's my question like do you have people in your life that are uh that are confused about why uh as a as a hardcore adult you're still you know moshing to all these bands are they like oh that's just that's just who he is that's just like you know that's that's tyler i'm i'm gonna cut i'm not even gonna let tyler get that one first it's exactly who he is it is 100 percent unequivocally who tyler is i and i've never i don't have a friend i've known tyler for a long time tyler when did we meet 2008 eight yeah 2007 maybe maybe it might have been 2007 it might have been 2007 i it was i think it was 2008 i think that's when i joined rattlesuits either way tyler and i've known each other for a long time and and through those 15 years now um he was then and is now still my friend who is the most excited about hardcore. He is, he embodies what it's about. He will, uh, Tyler also runs life and death brigade records, LDB, the, the record label out of Louisville also. And he, he, he puts his money where his mouth is literally, he will take his own paycheck and fund band, fund releases for bands that might not get a shot. otherwise. So, uh, you know, anyone that wants to like look down on that and think, well, what, why are you doing that? I was like, it's, 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 it's his passion. It's what he's about. And it's not for show. It's, it's who he is to his core. Well, thanks. Yeah. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I, I got, I like, I like bragging on my friends, but really though, that's, I mean that he's, um, yeah. And I don't really know any other better way to put it. It's, it's exactly who he is. I love it. It's it's the energy we need because we have people who complain about you know being you know being older. I people will give themselves those mental limits of are are just think in their head. I'm this age, so I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't uh, start a start a band. I shouldn't do this because I'm this because I'm this age. Um, I'm going to go to less shows because I'm. Not because oh I have a family I got to do it's some people are put that in their mind I'm this age so this is what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to do these things and not these things. But you know all the at, you know the the four of us and Chris included our drummer who's who's not on on the call we we all have lives also like outside of hardcore like. 
Peter has a family like um, Tyler, you know, Tyler and, and his girlfriend Ashton have, have been together forever. Like I'm married. Um, you know, we all work jobs. Like we all do things not involved in hardcore, but like, this is what we all keep coming back to. It's, it's, it's where we feel like we fit in. And I mean, if, you know, if, if people think that's weird, I don't really know. I don't really know what to tell them at this point. Say no, nobody who thinks what I'm doing is weird is really in my life anymore. So. Makes sense. I mean, you're and not, my, not, my, not by my choice. Hey, I'm, I'm, on, I'm not speaking to just you personally. I just, it's, it's, part of it's part of life interactions especially if you're in part of like hardcore for a you know considerable amount of time you see people come in and out and then sometimes you'll you'll meet up with an old friend and being like oh you're still going to shows at least that happens for me like uh specifically oh you're still doing that you're still doing that uh college radio show like i was like yeah it's gonna be about uh, it's gonna be a fucking decade and uh for me hosting it and then tw- and and then uh and next year and then then after that this program had been running for like 20 years so let's do another fucking 5 10 20 more you know That's what man so cool i i had that experience a couple of years back when my daughter's classmates um her dad and i got to talking and i found out he had like a record collection so i was like like can i see it let me see what you're into or whatever this big awkward party. And I don't think he was a big social guy either in that regard. So like, we go down to his basement and he's taking me over to what are clearly his normie records. Cause he didn't quite know what to show me only for me to like glance out of the corner of my eye and see something I recognized in a spine and find his hardcore records. You know, this guy is 40 or so, I don't know. Um, and I find like the first pressing of the buried alive record and find like cave in records and like all this stuff that I own. And they're like some of my favorite freaking things. This guy hasn't been to a show in, you know, almost two, you know, almost two decades. And meanwhile, like while this party is going on upstairs, you know, we put on, we put on that buried alive record and the dude is right there with me, like singing along and pumping his fist in his basement. Like he hasn't done in forever. So, you know, all those people that are, that are like, man, I can't believe you're still doing that. It's, it's one of two things. Either you never really loved it in the first place and you grew up past it or whatever. And it was just another phase. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think there are a lot of people that walked away from it because of exactly what you guys were saying. Like they felt like they should. Um, there was an era where I didn't go to shows as much because Louisville was Louisville was a challenge for me. And there was a lot of stuff I wasn't a big fan of. So I walked away and um, played in different sounding bands and hung out with my friends. And when it was available again, I met what forever will be in my brain, like a 15 year old Tyler, although I know you were older than that. <laughs> um, and Mo and all those other dudes and like just kind of came back full swing over the last however many years. And um, it's awesome. I, I didn't have to uh, walk away from it. I think a lot of people, if they were being honest, either missed it or never loved it that much in the first place. I agree. An unfortunate societal pressure from whether it's from a, from a friend, a family member or what, or whatnot. I don't know. I, I never fucking, I never fucking listened. <laughs> so yes. I will, no, this is, this is like the energy that, that I love. And I think that's, I think it's an also important for, uh, for younger bands to see that energy that you can still like, like this can be like, you don't, it doesn't have to necessarily be you being in a band or you going to shows all the time, but you can do at any point what the fuck you want and what the fuck you love. I mean, there were, there were lots of old dudes at the fest and it's awesome. 
Yeah. You know, Tom, Tommy and Matt Weeder. I, I won't speculate on their age, but they're all notably older than I am. And <laughs> I feel like I'm usually the oldest dude around. You got to, you know, uh, Rich from, from Cincinnati is legitimately 48, still playing in bands, still doing stuff. Like you don't have to walk away from it. Yeah, me, me, me and Rich talked about how we'll probably die still being involved in this. <laughs> and that's awesome. Like, you know, still involved, still straight edge, still still trying to do, try, trying to grab that moment. And, you know, Rich is still grinding, still grinding mm-hmm. in bands. He's been in some really big ones. Um, like there's, there's, I, I can admire that in people. They just want to keep doing it. I mean, Weeder and, and Tommy, like they've been in some enormous bands opening the pre-show just like being being a dude like that's awesome mm-hmm. that is awesome i love it well thank you guys so much for just taking the time once again i know it's like been a long weekend y'all are probably gonna go fucking pass out at some point after this if not I'm, I'm, unless you gotta go to work. work or go to I'm, work I'm, I'm gonna go play elden ring oh nice hell yeah. yeah yeah you're on spring break i gotta go write report cards <laughs> well yeah i mean I, I gotta i'm on spring break i gotta go to work on on wednesday but i'm taking a couple a couple personal days you know what i mean Respect. <laughs> but i've from what i've heard uh elden ring is work uh, uh <laughs> yeah you're yeah you're not you're not wrong i i haven't uh i haven't been keeping track of how many times i've died um i haven't broken anything in my house yet uh <laughs> My my dogs are a little confused why I'm yelling sometimes, but uh, it's a good time. It's you know it's fun. I'm very scared of it. I'm 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 a I'm I'm waiting for my paycheck to to grab it. And I'm like fuck. This is gonna this is I, not gonna be good. I, <laughs> I kept I kept telling myself I was gonna wait till my semester was over because I knew it would like probably suck up a lot of my time. Um, well, not semester until I'm done with college. I graduate in May. Um, but no, I I ended up buying it two weekends ago and uh to finally get some time to play it now so well that's why i know yeah. that's that's why none of my none of my friends have uh have texted me in the last like week <laughs> two weeks oh they're, they're tarnished man they're tarnished <laughs> i was like but but it's like that wave like like we all know what's we all know what's going on you're maidenless <laughs> but anyways any any last words anything else you guys want to uh uh, say before we uh, close up. Ooh. Um, um, we haven't touched on. Let's each pull one, uh, like newer or lesser known or record that people should should listen to uh, as soon as possible. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first and take the obvious one. The uh, the Foreign Hands EP Ooh. is is unbelievable. Um, I've, I've listened to it so many times and it's perfect for that kind of music and what they're going for. Like, I can't imagine anybody doing it better. And if anybody tries, they should just stop. And Tyler Norris is the man. Tyler yeah. Norris, man. Silent Guardian. Shout out to the whole, the whole day's collection. Like the whole, like, I love uh, everything that's currently on that, uh, on that record line, the label lineup. Lump, Lumpy is delivering. Absolutely. Okay, you want to go next, Peter? Um, yeah, uh, I would say, and I'll, I'll do a split, and they should do a split. Um, a Knife in the Dark and Contention, um, both straight-edge bands, one from North Carolina, one from Florida, I believe. They just came across some bad luck, but thankfully they're all happy. Uh, both doing, like, melodic, straight-edge hardcore. Um, 
both just incredible, incredible bands um, that are doing some stuff that it, it, it's it's very well done. Um, it's not necessarily brand new or anything. Not that what we're doing is either. They're just so good at it. It's hard to be it's hard to be angry. And I'd really love them both to come play um, in Louisville so I can watch them um, tomorrow or the next day it would be fun. Maybe who's, the next who, time I'm tired. Who's in a knife in the dark? I've, I keep seeing that band. Um, get the only dude I, the only dude I know, I know, I think the singer's name is Chris. I don't know. He's apparently in on the Dr. Peter jokes. I got a shirt from them. Uh, okay, um, nice, and nice, of course, nice. that, you know, that's the thing. Um, but Coleman, Coleman plays bass in that band. Okay. 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 That's, I guess Coleman's in one set now too. So, is uh is contention the band that got uh, yeah. hit on the highway? That yeah, shit and and details like oh. flipped eight times, which they never milked, and, and good on them for not. Yeah. But like, they didn't just get hit by a dude going the wrong way. They flipped and everything. Like that van looked insane. Destroyed. Yeah, it was that insane. van looked insane. I, I can't believe I can't, no one was dead. Yeah, I can't believe they all walked away from that. That's they walked like, away. Like yeah. apparently everything else, guitar snapped in half. They walked away. So. Thank you, the straight edge, I guess. I don't know. I saw one of the kids posted his photo from the hospital, and he had, like, two minor scrapes. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Nuts. So Uh, I don't know those those kids, but I'm so happy for you all. Um, So, yeah, we should be friends, but your uh, your music rocks. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Glad you're okay. Call the the doctor. Uh, Peter Peter Poggers, MD. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it, Peter. Caleb, um, Caleb, come on, buddy. I had to. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I, I guess the band I would pump um, right now. They played the fest this weekend. Uh, that band, Standstill from Long Island. That's like so much my shit. Like Long Island punk and hardcore. Like when I was a kid, was like w- one of my favorite things. So. They 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 played a really good set this weekend. I really like their their vocalist Jerry has an incredible stage presence, and all those kids are so so nice, so genuine, and so into doing what they're doing. And uh, yeah, yeah, them all the all those New York bands that are going right now that are like the younger bands, like Age of Apocalypse too, are just good shit. Super genuine guys, super super cool, super nice. Um, definitely deserving anything that's coming their way. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to look up that. I'll have to look up that. Uh, I'll uh, look at that. But uh, I'm glad they're okay. One hundred percent. Hold on. Oh, I think we we. Okay, we lost. Internet lagged for like two seconds. Are you are you playing Elden Ring already? No, no. My hands. You can see my hands. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. Not my fault. All right. Well, well. Thanks once again. Appreciate y'all for uh, for uh, coming on the line with me. I'm uh, excited to check out the uh, the videos from this LDB weekend. Um, It's becoming one of the most honestly important uh weekends for current hardcore in um specifically at least in the united states so i've i've i'm seeing i'm seeing people excited all the time people from uh, from my neck of the woods flying out and just wanting to uh come to your guys' areas and so that's it's fucking cool well we uh so thanks for having us on we we want to get up there and uh 
play a just yes. another gig, I think. We need to oh my God. And, mm-hmm. and get that Please. sorted out. So I've, I've, I've known Zach a long time. I've played a lot of rain fests. Please. Um, I would, I would love to revisit and uh, do an inclination set up there. So hopefully we can get that sorted out. Talk to Zach, talk as, to brainstem Zach. As would soon as, as, soon as possible. Yeah. Oh, we, we've talked, we, we've talked. Okay, I, I assume I assume you, <coughs> you two have, but that's uh, that's a good thing. Like the last just another gig was a blast, so I think y'all would uh, uh, would enjoy uh, Tacoma and enjoy our our little uh, our mascot dog hippo. Hey, um, honestly, <laughs> as as long as as long as they bring that uh, that hot dog stand down from rain from the rainfest era, I'm I'm down. Um, they have, those are all, those are Seattle dogs, but, uh, well, come on. You can, you can, you can it can happen in Tacoma, right? It's it can, a Tacoma dog. Right? Real, you, can see, that, you can see Seattle from Tacoma, can't you? Yeah. It's, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Zach. He'll sort it out for us. He'll fly the hot dog guy. You're going to have, good. you're going to have Zach, uh, bring in the, bring in the Seattle dog guys from, from Capitol Hill to come, to, to come yeah, hang out in front of you don't you don't have to you don't have to pay us zach just bring hot dogs we'll get it figured <laughs> bring, out just bring the hot dog i mean there are there is some good there is also some good food over there too and uh oh i i know I, there's a hardcore there's a hardcore kid who does um all like um vegan style like uh traditional kind of uh mexican uh mexican food like all like super uh super fucking good um that he does in front of the um in front of the fest and it's fucking good so anyways we're out thank you so much you're listening to dead air hardcore radio